Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now... He gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Visit them at milwaukeeadmirals.com. Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Yes, sir. Their garage sale coming up. Next weekend already. Uh, or is it? No, maybe it's a week. No, it's more than that. Today's the 17th. Am I right? Yeah, 17th. So, yeah, it's more than that. So, June 28th and 29th uh, is their garage sale at Milwaukee Panther Arena, the 28th, more for season ticket holders, 29th, general public. Uh, almost like an all-day thing on the 29th. It's open quite a while. And, again, we're talking about uh, game-worn uh, jerseys, used sticks, all that type of stuff, plus some of that merchandise you saw in the Pro Shop Milwaukee Panther Arena, discounted prices. Again, that's going on the 28th and 29th. More details on that, uh, simply go to milwaukeeadmirals.com. It really is just that easy. Go to milwaukeeadmirals.com. Okay. I'm here to tell you that this show may be a little scattered as we go because there's numerous things that I want to get to. At some point on this show, I want to get into talking about the new Brewers jerseys. Uh, I reached out to try to get Rick Schlesinger on the show today, uh, but he is traveling, so we weren't able to get him today. Uh, But I do want to get into the new Brewers jerseys, the City Connect jerseys uh, that they have because I am fortunate enough to have a young guy uh, in Sam Schmitz with me uh, today to have a conversation about what these jerseys look like and the whole deal. So at some point, we will get into that. I want to start off, though, talking uh, about the conversation kind of that we had during the big show about the Bucks' big three and Golden State's big three. I have a simple, well, I don't know if it's simple, but simple and easy to understand question. Majority of us are Bucks fans. You may be listening. You may be a Bulls fan. Pistons fan, Lakers fan, whatever. But a majority of us are Bucks fans. Golden State's had their big three together for quite a while. Bucks big three, not as long, obviously. Just put together here in the last couple of years. But 
my question is this. While we agree that the big three that the Bucs have can't have a run to that of Golden State because of contracts, because of age, and so forth, that's not going to allow that to occur over eight years or whatever the case may be. You're not going to get that run. My question is, what's the biggest difference, do you think, between those two big threes? Is one that much better than the other? Like, what's the difference? Curry, Clay, Draymond Green, Giannis, Middleton, Drew Holiday. What I say, what I'm going to say may seem crazy. I think the Bucks' big three is better. This, this current version of the big three that they have right now, I think is a more potent big three than what those three dudes are. If you just look at how Clay Thompson played coming off of that injury right now, he he was not threatening at all. Not in the least. He was a guy that he he wasn't somebody to be necessarily scared of. Draymond, again, highest paid role player in the NBA, you know, does all the things that you need him to do based on the shooters and talent that you have on the floor. And he fills the role perfectly for within the offense that Steve Kerr has. But as we saw when they were hurt and Draymond was the healthy one, he couldn't do crap. And then you realize that something that we've been talking about for years, which is he's a great role player. That's what he is. Now, that great role player may end up in the Hall of Fame someday because of the fact they have these many championships, they've been to so many finals, and he'll ride in on the coattails of Steph Curry, possibly, as may Clay Thompson. And if that's what happens, then so be it. It's the benefit of having a lot of rings. When you look at the Bucs, now you can have a legitimate debate about Giannis and Steph Curry, right? We can have that conversation about which one would you rather have, Giannis or Steph Curry? Both do different things. Both uh, both are great basketball players. Both, by the time their careers are over, will probably, barring any type of catastrophic, crazy injury between now and the end of their careers, will end up in the top 10. Some may argue that Steph Curry is already in the top 10 after the championship and finals MVP last night in NBA history. I think at some point, Giannis will probably join him as well. He needs more than one ring probably to get there, but eventually I think he gets it. He's still relatively young. Now go down the rest. Now you can compare whoever you want because you're not going to be comparing the same positions necessarily. But if you just go, say, forwards, Middleton and Draymond Green, I'm taking Middleton every single day of the week, twice on Sunday. If it's Draymond Green, Drew Holiday, and Giannis, no chance. Not ch- You don't have enough. That, that's never going to work. And then if you go guards, if you're going to go Drew Holiday and Clay Thompson, if that's going to be the next comparison... I think I'm going through holiday at this point too. Because again, Clay hasn't looked like Clay. Clay can get awfully streaky as well. So that one maybe is more of a coin flip between Drew and Clay Thompson. But Draymond and Chris Middleton, regardless of what you all want to tell me about how much you love Draymond Green, I can take Chris Middleton out of Milwaukee, put Chris Middleton on pretty much any team in the NBA, and he's going to go get 20 a night. 
It's going to happen. He's going to go get 20 a night, and he's going to shoot the ball from three. He's going to have a sweet mid-range game, and he's going to beat Chris Middleton. That's what he's going to do. Drew Holiday, I can take him out of Milwaukee, pop him on another team as a starting point guard, and he's going to go do what Drew Holiday does. I don't know necessarily about Klay Thompson and Draymond Green. Don't know. Klay Thompson needs that shot. He's got a little something, something to get to the rim, but he needs that shot to be there for him. He needs somebody to help get him that shot. So I don't know necessarily if I take him and put him, I don't know, wherever you want to put him on on another NBA team, how that all works out. If he has the same time of success as he's had maybe in Golden State. Don't know. Draymond, we saw what that was about when they looked to him to go be the guy. uh, And he does not have the talent uh, level to order to be at that level. So even though they've got four championships, these guys only been together for one. I think this is the bet. I think this is the better big three over those guys. What do you think? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM the fan. I didn't give Sam Schmitz a ton of time to kind of noodle this whole thing out one way or the other. I told him before the show kind of what we were going to do. Do you disagree with anything I said in those comparisons of the big three, Sam Schmitz? I think we we're going play by player. Um, I think I agree with you on most of like, yeah, Azure is probably better than Clay Thompson at this point in the career. I think Draymond is certainly the lesser of all the guys in, all, in both of these big threes that we talk about. But as a whole, for me, it's tough because when, when we ask what is the difference between the Warriors' big three compared to the Bucks' big three, I just think the Warriors are more tailored to today's NBA as opposed to the Bucks' big three. You have two-thirds of them that can make a three-pointer at pretty much any time in the game. And I love Giannis, but if we need a three and there's like five seconds left, it's going to Chris Middleton or Drew Holiday. Yeah, yeah. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. With you on that. So you like Golden State because they shoot the three ball better than the Bucks' big three. And that's how you win in the NBA. They're just more tailored and more like all around. They fit today's NBA because Draymond's the small small ball center that makes that team go. And I know Giannis is definitely a better player than Draymond. But to me, the the Bucks' big three is more – what you would call like early 2000s old-fashioned style if that makes sense that works for me so sam schmidt's riding with gold state's big three i'm riding with the bucks big three which one would you rather have at this moment in time and what do you think are the biggest differences between the two of them 414-799-1250 414-799-1250 tweet us at 1250 am the fan i want to dive more into what sam just said as far as how he views this big three because i think uh, he's on to something here, and I think then the finger goes back to pointing at John Horst if all of what he said is true. We'll discuss that more coming up next here. Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals here on 1250 AM. The fan is we broadcast live from the Lakeland University studios, offering evening and online master's programs. Learn more at lakeland.edu slash get started. The new Brewers jerseys that we'll get into here uh, in the next segment, uh, Sam and I, uh, the City Connect jerseys. Sam, you said Adam McKelvey just tweeted out that they're going to be wearing them against the Blue Jays next week? Yeah, not sure which game of the series, but McKelvey is reporting that they will be wearing them in that weekend series against the Blue Jays. Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm i anxious to see how those things sell, but we'll get more into that, like I said, coming up in the next segment. So um, when we talk about um, this comparison between the Bucks' big three and when we talk about uh, Golden State's big three, Sam said something that, dare I say, uh, slapped me in the face uh, to reality. You said, and again, if I'm saying it wrong, just feel free to correct me, but that's not what I said. You said that this big three that the Bucks have is more tailored to 90s, early 2000s. The Golden State big three, which has been put together eight years ago, which you could argue started the trend of how basketball is played now, right? They were trendsetters, I would say. I think we agree on that. Um, is still more tailored for today's NBA than maybe what the Bucks are. My question is, could Giannis ever be a part of a big three that's tailored for today's NBA? That's tough. I would say no. I would say no, but but because he's so good... I think if the other two, you know, can shoot threes just as just as well as so Clay if it's and Steph, Steph Curry, Clay, and there's no Draymond, and right. it's Giannis. Oh, I think that would certainly be then I'd, it would work. Yeah, certainly. I think if you if you surround him with elite three point shooters like those two, or even like a Dame Lillard and somebody else, I think that'd be a good three that can compete in today's NBA because Giannis is just so dominant on the board. But what I'm saying is, unlike unlike Giannis, like Draymond, we know he's that he's the lesser player, but Draymond can clearly shoot a three better than Giannis. What can you look? To. Can you look that up? See what the three point shooting. I honestly have no idea. So I mean, he may be way better than Giannis, but I'd be interested. What did they both shoot uh, from three pointers this year? Because while Draymond is more of a small ball center type guy that goes along with today's NBA, which again was created thanks to the Golden State Warriors, 
Uh, he's not, you know, the defensive player. I don't think that Giannis is. He's not going to be the shot blocker. He's not going to rebound at the crazy high level necessarily consistently as Giannis. Now, last night he put up double figures, but I mean, for the most part, he's not going to be that guy. Uh, he does bring up the ball like Giannis uh, from time to time, I guess. There is some of that similarity that goes along with it. Passing-wise, he might be a better passer than Giannis, uh, um, if yeah. I think about it. He might be. Uh, but, so what do you got? So, Draymond shot just a sliver better than Giannis, the three-point percentage this year. Giannis uh, shot 29%, <sighs> and then Draymond also 29%, but Draymond was .296. Giannis was .293. But what? How? What were the difference in attempts? How many? Who took more shots? Giannis attempted three point six three pointers a game. Draymond attempted one point two. Big difference. Yeah. Big difference. I remember when Jason Kidd was here, and Jason Kidd was on the Big Show, and I'm sorry for because I don't remember who was all on the Big Show when we had Jason Kidd on. Me, Gary Leroy, obviously, but I don't remember if Baby Tosh was here or who it was. Or if it was me at that point, no, it had to be Baby Tosh or Rami. But either way. And Jason Kidd said pretty much their goal was to wanted to get him to about 32%. That's where they wanted him to be from outside. That if he could get, just get to 32%, that that would be more than good enough if he could shoot the ball that well uh, from outside at some point. Now, again, I, I don't I don't necessarily know how that all is going to play out one way or the other. I remember at the beginning of the season, we were all getting excited that, oh boy, he improved again, here we go. And then as the course of the season played out, it leveled off, and you realize, well, it's kind of the same um, as we've seen before from Giannis as far as from shooting that ball from deep. But Draymond, again, in the playoffs, wasn't shooting the ball all that well from three-point range. They were all over him in this finals round for not shooting that ball uh, very well from outside. That's the thing to me that if we're going to look at this and go, well, this big three wasn't made for today's NBA well, that's on John Horse and John Hammond for not making it a more modern big three then, right? I mean, that's on John Horse for giving Middleton that money or for trading for Drew Holiday and not having this be more 2022-centric than what it is. We gave John Horse a ton of credit for winning a championship, and I think deservedly so. I think he deserves a ton of credit for winning the championship, hiring Budenholzer, uh, and being a part of all of that, him and Hammond, and what they were able to build there together from Detroit. But if we're saying Giannis doesn't have the appropriate surrounding cast in order to play in today's NBA, then that's on the front office. Now, I, I don't know how many people around the NBA would uh, share Sam Schmitz's opinion as far as how you look at this big three and whether or not it's built for today's NBA to be able to, you know, win at a high level for a long period of time. They have won at a high level for several years, again, in arguably the worst conference of the two conferences in the NBA. I get all of that. Um, They do have one finals appearance and one championship in that same amount of time. But it's an interesting point. I, Sam Schmitz, pat him on the back. You that, can't. You that can't. Is brilliant. You can't. Look, I love Drew Holiday. I love Chris Middleton. But you can't tell me that those two are better shooters than Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. And quite no, frankly, Steph Curry is the best shooter of right. the six. So for Dr- sure, Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton—they're both good on defense. And Clay Thompson, before this, before all these injuries, was known as one of the better two-way guards in all the NBA. Yeah. So I think him and Chris kind of cancel each other out Agreed. when they're at the top Fine. of their game. Okay. But then, I mean, it's it's Steph Curry compared to Drew Holiday. 
But if, what if we said it's it's Giannis compared to Steph as the two best players on both teams? Then it's Middleton and Holiday, Drew and Draymond. Drew's better than Draymond. I yeah, mean, I think. So it's just a matter of how you look at it. But I think your original point was the point. That's the headline, which is this big three is made for Golden State, is made for today's NBA. That big three might have been even more successful if they played in an era earlier, which, again, I never thought of. I think it's a brilliant point by Sam Schmitz. Mike in West Allis, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. What do you think? The two big threes, Milwaukee and Golden State, who do you like better, and how much of a difference really is there? Yeah, um, I, I think there's a big difference. I agree with Sam that Warriors have the more modern big three, but I think the Bucks are more talented. Uh, so you have to look at this individually, Sparky. Giannis versus Curry. I'm taking Giannis every day of the week because he dominates on both ends of the court. Curry dominates on offense, but you can take him out of a game if you double-team him. If he doesn't shoot the ball well, he's not going to have the big impact on the game. You know, and then you're looking at Middleton and Thompson. I'm taking Middleton over Thompson because I feel like he's a better all-around player. He can post up. He can shoot the three. He can shoot the two. I, I feel like Thompson is more of a sh- like a pure shooter uh, than an actual scorer. And then I'm taking Holiday over Green because I, I think they're both, you know, defensive player of the year type, you know, type people, all NBA defense. But Holiday is more, a lot more talented offensively. I mean, uh, do you think I'm wrong in saying that they have the more talented big three? I think the Bucks have the more talented big three uh, of the two, personally. Because, again, my, my biggest hang-up is I just don't buy Draymond Green. I think he's a great role player, but I don't think he's uh, a great, necessarily, player. If I took Middleton, he's going to do what he does. And put him on another team, he's going to get 20. I know that. If I take Drew Holiday, he was on another team before he got here. We know what he can do with Milwaukee or with somewhere else. He is who he is. We saw Draymond Green fall on his face and look horrible when you took those guys off the court and he had to try and do something on his own. They were horrible because he's not good enough to be that guy. I mean, arguably, I think they would be even better if they had a player better than Draymond Green to go with Stephen Clay. Yeah, but the thing is, Sparky, I would say that Wiggins is more part of the big three than Draymond Green. I mean, he was an all-star this year. He can shoot. He can defend. He did a good job on Tatum. I mean, so if you put – I think the real question is, who would you rather have, Chris Middleton or Clay Thompson? I think that's kind of the Middleton. question. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Would, I, would, I, would, I would still take Middleton, but I think they're a lot more closer – uh, for sure, than the rest of them. Thanks for the call. I still take Middleton. Yeah, I would too. I, I would still take right Middleton. now. I I agree with what he said. Right now, and for the years to come, I'm going to take this Bucks big three just because of the injuries with Clay Thompson the past couple of years. But beforehand, before all of Clay Thompson's injuries, I, I think people forget how dominant he was as a two way guard, as a scorer and a defender. What but was yeah, his, I mean, well, do me a favor. What yeah. was his three point shooting numbers, Clay, prior to the injury? Like, what percentage was he shooting versus yeah. Middleton's best years from three? Like, how much of a big difference was there between uh, those two guys? Steve in Germantown, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to us by the Milwaukee Admirals. Which big three do you like better, Bucks or Golden State? And how much of a difference is there? I think it's uh, how you doing, Sparky. By the way, how you doing? I think it's a good. I think it's a matter of how you look at, it, like you said. There's multiple different factors and facets involved here, and they piece together like a puzzle. Okay, so I, I don't disagree. I agree with Sam 100. percent People are sleeping on Clay Thompson immensely. This dude before pre-injury, Sam. I hope you agree on this. That dude was on. He was projecting towards Hall of Fame career, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, sure. He was. And I, 
I think you still potentially get back to those those shooting numbers he had, whatever you're going to tell. I know he was shooting over 40% by three. I know he was. The dude was lights out. Clay Thompson, so 2015, 2016, I remember talking to friends and stuff like, man, if the Bucks are somebody Clay Thompson, this team would take it. That was the chatter. That was the talk I wanted. This was, I didn't want a Bradley Beal. I always wanted Clay Thompson to come to Milwaukee. I can tell you that. So people, I think, are sleeping on that guy. But, I got Elton, I got Drew Holiday, so I'm very contented. I'm taking that big three all day going forward just because, as you alluded to, Sam, the injury history of not just playing, but Steph, too. you got to remember, guys, when Steph started his career in kind of the last few years as well, he's had some Nixon Bruins that have come up and hampered him for yes. a good stretch of, uh, stretch of his uh, season. He, de- he definitely has. And the problem with the big three that the Bucks have is it's going to be done soon here because Milton has one year left and then a player option, so he's essentially got two years left on his deal. And then they've got to make a decision there. And when they have to make a decision, he'll be going into his age 33 season in 24. And then Holiday, his last year of his deal is 2024, the year after Middleton. And then he's a free agent in 25. He's heading into his age 35 season at that point. Uh, and then Giannis doesn't become a free agent until the year after that in 26. And he'll be heading into only his age 32 season. So this big three is probably only together for at most maybe two more years is my guess. That's actually, you make great points there, Sparky. That's actually a very good point. How, how old is Clay Thompson? Is he 32? 32, 31, yep. 32? Yeah, 31, yeah, 32, yep. Yeah, I think both these both these big three, when you look at them, they're kind of on the same path as far as age-wise. But the right? problem I mean, is, right, but the problem is the Bucks didn't get the same run. They've had right. eight-year run here with these three guys together. The Bucks have had two. I mean, that's that's, that's, that's where the problem lies. Because And the other problem is, when Curry came out, everybody knew he could shoot. When Giannis came in, he was rawer than raw. It took him a while to get up and going to the level he got, and those are years you can't get back. Hard to look at, yeah, I mean, I can't disagree with those points, Marky. You're absolutely right about that. And, and you, you know what? You may even kind of uh, sway my thinking a little bit, honestly, because you look at what you're saying. I, hell, in that what eight year run, I would I would take two rings, Sparky, let alone four. No doubt. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll take the don't get me wrong. I'll take the one that I've seen in my thirty almost thirty two years of living on this earth with the Bucks. I, I was shedding tears last year, so trust me, I'll take what I can get. But you're telling me, yeah, I got to look at that. So eight years, four rings, that, that's unprecedented. That's historic. That's a top five friend, like a dynasty, you want to call it, in this league. History has to be. They've been it in the finals six of the last eight years. Think about that. Six of eight years in the NBA finals. Thanks for the call. And they won four uh, NBA championships. All right, Sam, what do you got on the Middleton and Clay Thompson numbers? So for Clay Thompson, too, before we get to the uh, shooting numbers, to Steve's point, uh, Clay, before all the injuries, was he has a 2018 19 all defensive team under his belt. And he was also a two time all NBA. That's really good. Yeah. But um, as far as the shooting numbers, this was the first year that Clay Thompson shot under 40% from three. Think about that for a second. 38% from three this year. Uh, like I said beforehand, he never shot less than 40%. And it was this is actually the year that he shot or attempted the most threes per game, 9.3. Usually it was right, like right around seven and a half or eight for Clay Thompson. So you took more shots, obviously your percentage is going to go down. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just how it goes. Yeah. As far as Chris Middleton this year, as we all know, it wasn't a great year for Chris Middleton. He shot 37% from three. What's his best year? From three? Yeah. Looks like... It was 2016, 2017, 43%. And how how many shots per game? In that year, 3.6. Yeah, that's this year, comparable. This year, 6.6. Yeah. The, the league has obviously changed quite a bit as we're taking more threes now than ever. So clearly right. Thompson, a much better three-point shooter. And again, we go back to Boonholzer. I hate to do it, but I'm going to bring it up. 
you you go back to when they hired Bud. We all remember the legendary breakfast that apparently happened with Middleton, Giannis, and Boonholzer before they officially hired him. They were going to hire him at that point, unless Giannis would have said absolutely not, which wasn't going to happen. They go out to breakfast, and he just says, look, we're shooting threes, boys. This is how this is going to go. We're going to shoot a bunch of threes. And Chris, uh, the mid-range shots, we aren't doing that anymore. But, but Coach, <laughs> man, that's my bread and butter. That's my money. Like, you're messing with my money. I haven't got my my big, big deal yet. Like, are you crazy? No, you just got to trust me. You just got to trust me. Just start shooting threes. Work on shooting threes. Bledsoe, you, yeah. Start working on shooting more threes and getting that out of Brooke Lopez, shoot a bunch of threes. Excuse me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoot a bunch of threes. We're going to do it this way. Now, it definitely helped Brooke Lopez's career without question. It, it made him a completely different player coming away from the basket. Now, I still wish he played more to the basket than he does, but either way, it definitely helped his career. I think it helped Middleton's career to a degree once they got to that second year and they started letting him get back into that mid-range game a little bit more than they did that first year with Bud. Um, So it definitely made him a better basketball player, but that was the mindset coming in. And we can talk about all this nonsense about Jason Kidd was too mean to the players and he yelled and he hurt their feelings and wasn't enough positivity and all of that. Whatever. Okay, if that was the reason they fired him, then I, I completely think they're nuts. But I don't think that was the, the, the main reason. I think the main reason was as simple as what Sam's been saying, which is that offense was not an offense meant for the league as it was at that point. And he wasn't having them shoot as many threes as what a lot of these successful teams were doing. And they didn't like it because the analytics and the numbers said they should have been shooting more threes. He told the analytics department to stick it, I believe, at one point, And he didn't want to hear about it anymore. And that was the end of Jason Kidd. Now, fast forward to Dallas. They were shooting threes. He learned his lesson in L.A. with the Lakers. And he finally came around to making that adjustment. And he wasn't holding the Mavericks back from shooting a lot of threes. So maybe... You know, things are a little bit different if Middleton is told to start shooting threes earlier in his career and gives him more time to kind of start working on that shot. Maybe he is a better basketball player, dare I say, if he's given that opportunity. But he was damn good as a mid-range shooter, Sam. Well, the thing is, too, and I agree, it's it's fascinating because I I don't disagree with a lot of the points that you guys make about the Bucs because right now, like you guys said, I think you guys were saying that this Bucks big three is more talented Yeah, in all three phases. And I would probably agree when you stack them up, but just the way they play when you when you take these big threes and put them in a game and just their play styles. I mean, clearly it goes to show this year. I know the Warriors had a lot of depth, but when you have a team and a big three that's more tailored in today's NBA, those guys that age like Steph Curry, like Clay Thompson, even if injuries and all that, you bring in a couple more guys around them, but those guys are still going to be able to contribute probably more so than, than Giannis and, and Chris and Drew. Like, as they get older, just right. because of the fact that they can shoot more threes. So let me go come at you with this. What about this stuff that Windhorse was putting out there and now people are jumping on, which is this was pretty much a checkbook finals for the Golden State Warriors. They just simply said, to hell with it. We're going to outspend everybody. We're going to pay the huge luxury tax, uh, and we're fine with it, and go ahead and try and beat us. It's about championships. We know that this Bucks ownership group is not, I repeat, not, going to do what the Cove did with the Golden State Warriors. They are not going to go that far into the luxury tax and pay millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars to try and win as many rings as possible. See, and that really, I think, is a big, big difference. There is a cap in the NBA, but it's a soft cap that comes with a tax. The NFL is a hard cap. That's what makes the NFL still the best. 
So now if you've got guys with deep pockets that don't care about all this stuff and only care about you know being the most successful owner in pro sports or whatever the heck LeCobe is trying to do out there, then he's going to spend what he has to spend. I don't know if you can overcome that necessarily if you're most teams in the NBA, and that, I think, becomes a problem at some point, Sam. Yeah, and the thing is, too, I find it weird like with the Bucs. Like, okay, I get you don't want to go over the luxury tax, but like if there was a time to do it, now is the time when you have a core, when you have a big three. And maybe P.J. Tucker, with the lack of scoring that he brings to you know the game, maybe that's not enough. Maybe you do need like another premier score when you're using that luxury right. tax money, but now is not the time to handicap yourselves. Like As you see the Warriors do, it, it clearly pays off. No doubt. It, it totally does. It, but again, now having said that, you have to have the personnel or the, the people in the front office running personnel to make this work. Yeah, and they've got a great GM, obviously Myers and Larry Harris is in that front office. There's a bunch; they got like a million people in that front office. Um, but obviously, it, it's worked to this point. Ram North Side, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to us by the Milwaukee Admirals. What's up, Ram? Hey, what's going on? Go Warriors, man! And we got to give it up to Kavon Looney from Milwaukee Hamilton and Jordan Poole, Rupert King. That's state local products. You know, state local products. Did you hear what I played earlier on the big show? You may not have heard it. I'll play it again. So they were both at the podium together, Poole and oh, Looney. I heard that. I heard were that. Both at the podium. For those that haven't heard it, here it is. This is from uh, after the game last night. Which one of y'all is more famous in Milwaukee? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Jordan Poole hot, hot right now. He huh? got his own street. <laughs> stop it. He got his own street I'm in stop Milwaukee. It. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to be like him. He, him, he hot right now. <laughs> Nah, I don't got no street. But once he once he get uh, he get paid, he can probably buy me a street. So <laughs> that was really good. That was really good. I heard that. I was laughing. I was laughing. That was just so funny. It's the funny thing. Both of those guys are very humble. Like they, if they was in the crowd and you didn't know that they were basketball players, they'd just be people just just in the crowd for sure. Um, and it's just a two. What you just said. Um, when I saw them on the podium, I saw like a big family. Like, I didn't see no anima. I just saw a family, and this is like if everybody worked at poor gym or something like that. They, this We work, we make cars, and this is our family. That's what, I, that's what I saw, even when I listened to everybody talk. And the big thing was when Kerr was talking, he said, no, 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 no. Get, I, want, I want Myers to come up here. Yeah, that was he awesome. Just standing in the crowd. Yes. That was, I thought that was awesome. And yep. then, you know, but, like, going back to what you said about the Bucks. I don't know if they got enough basketball people that know versus I need a job and I know somebody. Well, I don't know I, if that's all it, but I mean, to your family standpoint, every championship team looks like a, a great family because you won a well, championship. Every, so you're all happy. Sometimes you have people that don't like each other. They just happen to be playing. They have to be in the same locker room. Well, they, there might be guys in that locker room that don't like each other, but when you win a championship, everybody's happy. Everybody's good at that point. Like yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. You won a championship. But what I'm saying is having guys that know talent and how to find talent. Like, Kaminga was over in Africa, in the Congo. Yep. They were following him. I read an article. They were following him since, like, you a sophomore in, like, high school. But they so, had to stink so, enough to get in order to get to that point, though. That's the thing. Right, I mean, right, right. They so, had to be in a position to draft him. And then the other thing, you had to look at it. Since Giannis, Giannis, is the only, Giannis and Nora are the only two players that the Bucks have drafted. That's on the team. Right. Golden State has five. Yep. Core players. So you got five core players. That means five core players that have been through something together. I mean, I don't see. I don't know. Thanks for the call. I don't know. I don't know if this is comparable or not. 
But I feel like it's the same conversation we have about the Rams in the NFL, right? Well, the Rams don't care about draft picks. They just spend all their money on free agents and trades and whatever else. They don't care about draft picks. Packers, all about draft picks, all about building their team around the draft. Now, as of right now, the Rams are the more successful version of how to do this. Now, they've already come out and said, we don't know if we can sustain this long term. But for right now, we're trying to win and win now. So we'll deal with it going forward. So there's two ways you can win, right? Even though the draft and develop way seems to be the much harder way to do it than the other way, at least to me, um, you can still win a championship either way. So I don't know if one is right and one is wrong. Uh, Horse has done a lot of trading, um, using free agency to try and bring vets in, kind of doing it more the LeBron Miami Heat way. You get your big three, then you go sign the aging vets to come in, be your bench players, be your role players. You don't want to play young players to put them in situations where they can screw it up for you, and you want to play with the vets instead. I kind of feel like that's how this whole thing has played out from Milwaukee's perspective. Golden State's perspective, you're right. They have used their draft picks, first or second round picks, and developed them over the course of time. Now, Part of the reason why they were able to develop these guys as quickly as they were in some instance was because of injuries. Guys couldn't stay healthy and they had a couple down years. And because of that, these guys had to play and learn the offense, but they had the the, the tutelage of Curry and Klay Thompson as they were doing and learning and growing up and going forward. And Draymond Green, he was helping the big guys. So they've been able to do that and kind of restock kind of what they have behind them. Now, how this bench changes next season for Golden State, don't know. I would assume the Bucks bench will change quite a bit, would be my guess. But we'll see what happens. Do you think there's a better way than the other, Sam? No, because I don't think the Bucks can, like you said, they don't have they don't a lot of these guys, unless they get injured, like there's not gonna be an opportunity, as we just saw, for like Jordan Wara. The, the minutes that Jordan Wara got this last year, he was thrown in the fire right away where he has to gel with Drew Holiday, Giannis, and Chris Middleton, unlike how a lot of these guys for the Warriors, like you said, last year and the year before when Steph and Clay were dealing with these injuries, like they had pretty much full games to play the NBA and see how it is and adjust to the league. So you, I think the Bucks they they certainly need in these next couple of years before the contracts are up for Drew and Chris. Like they need to probably develop at least like one guy just in case something does go wrong or they need another right. option. Yep. But I don't think the Bucks are able to do what the Warriors did. But it is interesting because man, it, there is something to be said about the way they did develop Pool, even how Gary Payton's been contributing, Kevon Looney, and, and Looney we forget about had back injuries. I mean, Looney was battling a back where he was missing a full season here and there yeah. while they were trying to fix his back. But I mean, even without the rookies and draft picks, I mean, look what they did with Wiggins, and I think we forget about James Wiseman too on the Warriors. I mean, who knows what they're what they're going to do with him? Totally forgotten guy. They could trade him. They don't right. need him. That's that's it's just insane how well they are at drafting and developing. That like you said, they can take a former number two pick and now trade him for something that could help this so, Warriors team going forward. So think about it. If you're Golden, let's say you're Orlando, right? You're Orlando, you're sitting up there at the top pick right now. And Golden State comes to you and says, look, we'll give you Wiseman, Kaminga, and pick somebody else, whoever it may be, right? Jordan Poole, whoever it is. We're going to give you those three guys and our picks this year for one overall. You have to do that if you're Orlando. Yeah. Right? Because you I, can't say no to that. Especially with this draft class, like I don't know, like people are talking about Chet Holmgren and But now but think about it. Golden State gives up that, yeah. goes to one, Holmgren works perfectly with what they're doing. Right. And I perfectly. if if I'm the magic too, like 
yeah, I'd want guys with a little bit of NBA seasoning on them too, as opposed to hoping that whoever we take at number one, if we do develop him right, if he does work out like we hope, like, no, if we get that package, like we have three or four guys that already have NBA experience. To go with what you have. Experience. Yeah. Yes. So. I, I think, and I don't know if Golden State will do that or not. Probably not. No. But, but that is something that would really do it. I mean, do you know how mad the NBA would be? If they made a deal like that and then ended up with a number one overall pick and took who they deemed as the best player in the NBA to put out there with Steph, with Clay, with Draymond, and now you get a Chet Holmgren or somebody to go out there and play with those guys, I mean, he's going to have wide open threes all day. He'll be able to shoot till he can't see straight. What if you're the Blazers for Damian Lillard? <clears throat> nah, because once you trade Lillard, it's over. Yeah. You trade those guys in Golden State, it really doesn't change you at all. You just won it without those guys. But I'm just thinking what they could do with James Wiseman. To help that Warriors team. Oh, you're saying Golden State trades for da- for Lillard? Something. I don't know. They got to they got to flip. I think I, they could use Wiseman, but I think it's it makes more sense for them to flip Wiseman to help this yes. team right now. Agreed. So yeah. I'm just curious what they could do. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. So I don't know. We'll see how that all plays out. All right, coming up next, we got to talk about these Brewers City Connect jerseys that apparently will be debuting next week when they play the Toronto Blue Jays. That's up next. Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Their garage sale comes up June 28th and 29th at Milwaukee Panther Arena. Use game sticks, jerseys, merchandise from the pro shop that you had a chance to buy all year at discounted prices, and lots more on the 28th and 29th of June. Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com for more information for times and all that fun stuff. All was going to be there. So again, Milwaukee Admirals.com. Tim Allen comes up here in about 15 minutes, uh, and he will be hosting the Fan Afternoon Show starting at 3 o'clock today. For those of you wondering what's going to happen next week, Toby Altizer gets his chance to hop in the big chair for a week and uh, host the Fan Afternoon Show next week. Uh, We'll be with Toby Altizer, and then we got some uh, special guest hosts lined up. Uh, for the following two weeks after that. And uh, I think you're going to enjoy how this whole thing is going to play out. So just stay tuned. Kavika in Maui, you are next here on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented by the Admirals. What's up, Kavika? Well, thanks for taking my call. You bet. Yeah, you know, I, I think the Bucks are, are going to be right there again, obviously, next year. I mean, that's pretty obvious. I think, you know, having Middleton would have made a difference. I hope. I mean, some people say it wouldn't have. I do. Um, you know, Grayson Allen disappeared during during that series against Boston, but the the Bucks are definitely going to have to to get you know one or two quality role players. They can't cheap out. They need another sniper unless I mean Jordan Nora comes around. Um, yeah, I mean they're right there. They have Giannis. They have the big three. They only got a couple more years. I mean they gotta they gotta strike it while it's hot. They can't like pull another uh, P.J. Tucker move and, and try to save, a, you know, a couple million dollars. I don't know if that would have made a difference anyways with Middleton being hurt. But, you know, obviously they can't just spend, spend, spend like you guys were talking about with Golden State. But they do need they do need to be willing to, to go over, you know, the, the luxury tax, which I think they are already to, to – to, to get the ring, man. I mean, they, they have to do that now because this is the time right now. You know, that's that's the thing, uh, and that's the one thing that we don't know. Like, how do they view this, 
right? Do they view this as the window is two years and the Middleton's a free agent? Do they view it as the window's three years, then Holiday's out of here and Middleton is out of here? Like, how do they view what their window truly is? Or do they view it in a bigger scale of our windows as big as and as long as we want Giannis? We'll find replacements for Middleton and, and Holiday. That won't be a big deal. We don't have to press the panic button. In Green Bay right now, the window is Aaron Rodgers. So if he decides he's done after this upcoming season, then the window is officially shut, sealed shut, and locked shut for a long time probably. So they are, they're in goal mode now because they know it's almost over. I would hate to see the Milwaukee Bucks wait till the very end before they get to that point. I think you can argue, Kavika, thanks for the call. I think you could argue that they've been in goal mode for the last couple of years, Sam. Right? I mean, can't you argue that Horse has been trying everything he can to put this team in a position to try and win it right now? Now, he can't control P.J. Tucker and them not wanting to go into the salary cap. That ain't his deal. That's that's ownership's deal. They got to determine how much money he can spend. Horse can only work within the parameters salary-wise of what they give him. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of like the Brewers where you – just try to put all the pieces together that you think can work and sometimes it looks like it will be able to but unfortunately a lot of the times it just comes up a little short and clearly we saw with the Bucks. unfortunately if Middleton goes down and he stays healthy who knows maybe they make it to the finals they probably do but if Middleton goes down it just kind of exposed the team that they didn't have enough bench players or somebody to step into his role right so absolutely it just boom one guy goes down and who knows how far the Bucks could have gone if he stayed healthy and they would have had that same roster. So, like I said, it was just one guy. I don't know how you watched the playoffs from that moment on, but I kind of watched the playoffs thinking, Bucks have Middleton, they're in the finals. And then I'm watching that series, I'm going, Bucks have Middleton, I think they win this thing. That's how I was watching the whole thing. And it's a very unhealthy way to do it, thinking of the – if come maybe scenario, if your guy doesn't get hurt, but that's how I was watching this whole thing. Watching like there's, n- first of all, I don't think there's a 21-0 run on the Bucks if the Bucks are in that game last night. Like I, I, I just maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it would have happened because the Bucks have sucked at defending the three all year long. But I think in that scenario, in that final scenario where that's what they do best, you have to make an adjustment at that point. I, I was thinking about that, too, when I was watching the finals. Like, man, if this Bucks team was facing the Warriors, you know damn well they could not do anything against Giannis. No chance! So Giannis, nobody! Giannis would have been such a problem for the Warriors. But the one thing, it's funny, because I, I remember I was talking about all throughout the year, especially when the playoffs started. On this show, before the season began, you and I, we did our NBA Finals right. pre, uh, predictions and all that. And I predicted Warriors-Bucks. And I didn't buy the Warriors at all. Right. And the thing is, I was I was thinking like, man, if if the Warriors did face up against the Bucks, though, the Warriors just have that one thing that might give the Bucks still a little bit of a problem. Where if Clay and Steph just get that hot from three, right? And now Jordan Poole too. If those guys get that hot from three, I don't know how the Bucks combat that. See, and that was the one thing with Wiggins, with Poole, with Clay, with Curry, coming at them in waves. I don't know if the Bucks would have had enough at that position to try and guard those guys for four quarters consistently. Grayson Allen couldn't guard anybody at this point so you knew that was that was gonna be a problem George Hill isn't defending anybody you have Middleton okay Middleton can hold down guys from time to time when he wants I always like to say that because it's not consistent but when he wants he can lock down a guy and present defensive problems for somebody but I don't know if they have enough depth like we talked about earlier off the bench to try and hold down these other scores behind the starting five for the Milwaukee Bucks but maybe they use their bigs more though Sam you know, if Giannis is playing, those bigs that didn't play really in this series, maybe they get off the bench and they get to go use their six fouls on Giannis. Because the plan would be to shoot at seven at the free throw line, I would think, if I'm Golden State. I mean, you would think, but 
the, the Warriors just have that where Steph's shooting threes from the NBA Finals logo last night. Yeah, there's just that one factor that you can't you can't combat with the Warriors. So, like I said, I mean Giannis would definitely give them fits and just how how tall the Bucks are and how large. Yeah, it'd be a problem, but it'd be an interesting series because I don't know if I could say for sure that the Bucks would win, but it'd certainly give them probably more of a of a run yeah. than what the Boston Celtics did. Maybe next year. Yeah, maybe next year. Hopefully. Even though the odds are out and the Bucks are behind Boston and the Nets and the Warriors right now for next year's title. I'm amazed that they're behind the Nets. Like, Boston, fine, they just beat them, even though they didn't have Middleton. Okay, I guess I'll listen to that. The Nets angle, I'm sorry. I, I don't understand how you're behind the Nets and the odds right now for next year. I hear Tim Allen in my ear, so we'll get to Tim Allen coming up next. We'll find out what's coming up on the Fan Afternoon Show at 3, straight ahead here on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee F. Wendy's Big Show, served up hot and fresh, back on Monday with Gary Ellerson, Leroy Butler, and myself, Brewers and Reds this week, and catch Tim Allen, the franchise, after each and every one of those games. Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball postgame show, 17 years strong. And then Tim Moonlights uh, in the afternoon, uh, as he will do today from 3 to 6, doing the fan afternoon show. Tim joins us now. How are you doing, Tim? Uh, okay. Uh, I'm going to try this today. Uh, yeah, with my health and everything, I've been laying low, trying to just focus on the postgame show. But now... We get to do uh, an afternoon show and the post game show, and we'll see how that goes. I think it'll go just dandy. Okay, so this is this is my thing. Uh, we have some breaking news before we uh, get to you here. Packer news, breaking news in the, uh, in the uh, twelve fifty a.m. The fan is brought to you by Beat the Streak Podcast and Inside Edge on how to win the five point six million dollar prize every day this baseball season. Listen on Odyssey or wherever you get your podcast. Packers waving the popular Kurt Bankert, no longer. A quarterback Social for Social media dynamite. Yes. Gamer, the whole deal. Mm. The dream is over for Kurt Bankard. He is out uh, as quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. We wish him uh, future success in his future endeavors and whatever that may be in his career going forward. So no post game last night for you because you lost power uh, or whatever the case may be. My studio down last night. I uh, will tell you that I avoided talking about the Brewers for four hours on the big show and one hour on Midday Madness. Because it's Friday, and I didn't want to be angry going into the week and having to talk about this Brewers baseball team. To be quite honest, when Yelich came up with that last at-bat, after Renfro was sent, stupidly, um, when he came up, I texted our buddy Jake, and I said, uh, Gar- I, I'm like, watch EKs or something like that. Um, and then he does, and I was like, well, of course. That, I, I figured that was going to happen when Yelich got put up in that situation. He wasn't even close. But my theory in all of this is, they sent Renfro because they don't trust Yelich. Mm. And they were going to tie that game one way or the other. And Sam, in a commercial break when we were talking about this, he was like, yeah, but you had Adamas coming. Even if Yelich would have gotten out, right. you probably still would have had Willie Adamas get a shot at this one way or the other. My my problem with that Renfro thing was that was like almost the exact way he hurt his hamstring, trying to push something that he should not be asked to be doing at this point. That's the second time now. The first time he hurt his hamstring and ran out of gas, and that time he needed oxygen by the time he got home. Why is it that uh, you play for the bigger number when you're in extra innings, according to Craig Council, play for the bigger number in extra innings on the road? Not just the lead. Okay? Yeah. Why aren't you playing for the bigger number yesterday then? Similar situation, right? It's kind of similar. It's just you don't get the auto runner, but there's some inconsistencies here. You know, there, there really are. And, and 
you know, what, what have we learned over the years? And, and I know we've discussed this a million times. Don't make the first or second out at home plate. Don't make the first or third out at third base. The, base. These are standard rules. These are standard. It's almost like this team at times wants to prove 125 years of baseball history wrong. We know better. We know better than that. Okay, another inconsistency. That guy's pretty good. Diaz is pretty good. Yeah. What, what are you, playing in fear? What do you mean he's pretty good? He just gave up two hits of three batters. How good is he, Craig? How good is he tonight? That's where the analytics come into play here. Analytics, you can, you can throw them out in a farmer's field and let them just, just deteriorate into the soil. When it comes to tonight, tonight's game is tonight's game. That's what we're talking about. We're going we're gonna to hash this out in just a couple of minutes. You can tell where I'm at here with this. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Sam is dying laughing on the other side, chuckling, because you mean, are you're ready to like explode. Diaz is good, yeah, but he wasn't last night. Are you kidding? They I just think. knocked him for a single and a double. He was on the ropes. You're ready for a knockout blow. There's two runners in scoring position with your best, well, in theory, your best two hitters on the squad coming up. Are you crazy? What are you thinking? And you made the second out at home plate, please. Yeah. Oh, it, and there was a hesitation with Hunter Renfro on top of it. Well, because he didn't want to do it again. He hurt his hamstring the last time you he sent him on that He was probably shocked they were sending well, him. Dude, I got hurt the last time we did this. Why am I doing it again? And away he went, and he was yeah. out. And it wasn't really all that close. They went to yeah. replay, but they didn't need to go to replay. He was But, out. you know, uh, we're, we're going to talk about that for sure. For, for sure on the show. That This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 